Come around and hit the camera. Thank you. The phone. Come on, let's do it. Here we go. Once again, in the land of the living, blessing the Lord every step of the way. We are excited to be here. So excited to be here. And welcome to everyone who is with us on today. We thank God for Facebook and Look and everything else that allows us to come together. I'm excited to be in beautiful, sunny California. Excited that uh, I can say this, that my co-host is here, praise God, Pastor White, amen. Just, um, we work great together. Praise and God. It's, it's just been God sent to have him. Thank God for each and every one of you. Uh, yesterday we were, we took a day off, you might say, but we weren't off. We were totally connected to our electronic devices as we were immersed in trying to participate in the most important part of our denomination, the voting for the leadership of our church. And you might say, what happened to the introduction, Dr. Johnson? You didn't say living health quality. You had talked about products. Well, I just want to bring you right in, amen. Beam us up, Scotty, but help us, Holy Ghost. You know, we can't have Scotty without the Holy Ghost. We can't have the Enterprise or none of those other things. Whenever I say something like that, you see Pastor Pastor White smile because he's a cracky. Amen. Uh, and, and he doesn't know secretly I am, too. I can't remember every mission of, of the Starship Enterprise, but I know that there are those, those, those. Uh, technology, can we have the engineers? Yes, I'm hearing myself echo, and if I hear myself echo, that means it's a possibility that it's echoing when it's going out. Thank you so much. This is real time, live, and in living color. So there's a little echo that I'm hearing, so therefore we might be a little loud someplace. Thank you, thank you for our engineers, engineers, hallelujah, that are right over to our right. They're there working with us in a most beautiful way. Thank God for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No more echo. So I think we're good right now. So again, we have, uh, we'll be here with you till 1.30 on today. And stay tuned because we have some exciting things going on. We're so excited, amen. I was talking to you about our most important part of our election, our General Assembly. We're so thankful for the opportunity to be able to participate and the, the strongest arm of our church, the only part of our church that sets policies and procedures, the General Assembly. We're so mm -hmm. thankful for the General Board. Amen. For the bishops. Amen. Our AIM, our men's department. And we can't say enough about our women's department. Amen. Who's led by our wonderful General Supervisor and uh, Supervisor Jurisdiction. Mother Barbara McCool Lewis, amen. Has a legacy of excellence, amen. We're thankful and so grateful to be a part of the historic Southern California first jurisdiction, the largest jurisdiction in the Church of God in Christ. And we're thankful for the spirit of excellence. And we must clap our hands and salute our general extraordinaire, 
our general of generals, the seventh in succession, yes. Bishop Charles Edward, Edward Blake, Blake. Amen. our presiding bishop, our chief apostle, man among men, chief apostle, seventh in succession. I yes. like that. And he completed so many things yes. in our church. Amen. The first forensic accounting of our church from top to bottom that put us in a place where we knew and know where every penny is in our church. We're so thankful and grateful for our campus, our headquarters campus, amen, that was brought and raised up, refurbished every building on Housing. the campus, praise God, and then to step a step further, the neighboring surrounding areas, amen, yes. uh, built up in the city of Memphis, praise God, where the Church of God in Christ has provided housing for those immediately yes. around, amen, our complex. And this something started with Bishop Ford, amen, moving forward. He was not able to complete it, praise God, but I thank God for the direction. And we thank God for 13 years of excellence, transparent service. And we can't say thank you enough, amen, to our presiding bishop and chief apostle, Bishop Charles Edward Blake, but I just want to go a step forward and Lady May Blake, God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you for being a spirit of excellence. Amen. A fragrance of joy and sweetness. And I thank you for being an example to women everywhere. Yes. Gems with May, gems with Lady May was something that my wife and many women look forward to each year, never knowing what surprises that Lady May would bring, praise God. And we're so thankful for the spirit of excellence over 13 years as leadership, but their entire life was devoted, amen, to the Church of God and Christ. And what can we say about the largest church, amen, an example throughout the brotherhood, the West Angeles Church of God in Christ, we're so grateful and thankful that the city of Los Angeles, Crenshaw Boulevard, is better today because of the West Angeles Church of God in Christ. So, Bishop Blake, we thank you. We thank you for setting an example, an example above and beyond anyone ever thought or even dreamed. But it was not above your dream. You wrote a book, Dreamers Are Coming. And you came forth with a dream and you led the Church of God in Christ in a way that, amen, it's, it's a standard that's way up there. So those who come behind you, amen, those who come after you, they're not filling any shoes. They have to build on the platform that you left. And you and Lady May left a solid, 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 sure, authentic, true transparent platform for the leadership to follow. So I thank God for you and being the chief apostle and thank God for every bishop and all leaders that follow in the vision which you laid out. So we're thankful and we're praying for the leadership. We're praying for you and we're praying for you and the life center that is being built right now Again, to attribute twenty-five to million the dollars. Yes. Bishop Blake, I heard you say a lot of times when challenging situations and you are being challenged on many fronts. What you would say? Follow me home. Follow me home. 
And I thank God that you did not leave home unattended. You cared for us in Southern California first jurisdiction. You led us with distinction in Southern California first jurisdiction. We have contributed over 20 plus years and beyond. We have been the leading jurisdiction in the brotherhood. No one has contrib contributed more to the life and resources of the Church of God in Christ than Southern California First Jurisdiction. And we thank you. In Southern California First Jurisdiction, you <coughs> led us with distinction and you led us into selecting a leader above leaders. And so we thank you now for helping us, amen, and encouraging us to select a leader and we selected the Bishop Joe Lewis Ely, and we are so thankful and grateful for Bishop Ely. I yes. call him my gentle giant. I call <laughs> him my sitting priest and my speaking prophet. He speaks prophetically every time he gets up. It is a message of clarity. It is a message with essence. It is a message, amen, which gives resignation to thought, amen. And I thank God for his messages and I thank God for every pastor and every leader in the Church of God in Christ. And I know to some it was discouraging, praise God, that we were not able to complete the process. But take it from me, as the chairman of the Credentials Committee of the General Assembly of the Church of God in Christ, our process is sure, our process is direct, and I thank and I praise God that on next Tuesday, next Tuesday, I believe March 2nd, we will convene again, and we will be able to complete this process. And I just want to you to remember one thing, that everything is working together for the good of those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Amen. And I'm thankful and grateful, amen, to our leader of the General Assembly, who we hold up his arms, the Bishop Lineal Fuston. And I thank God for the Bishop Maynard. Thank God for Bishop Jerry Maynard and all of the chairmen and everybody that's there in the executive committee of the General Assembly of the Churches of God in Christ. So we're excited about our leadership. We're excited about the direction in which we're going. We're excited about our future because I see you in the future, as our <laughs> presiding bishop would say. I see you in the future, Church of God in Christ. And, and you, you look, look, look better, better than, than you, you do, do right, right now. Amen. Hallelujah. We give you a hand for That was not scripted. That just came rolling out. It was in my spirit, spontaneous combustion. I'm like nitroglycerin. Don't shake me up too much because I will explode with the power of the Holy Ghost. So we're thankful for the Holy Ghost being with us on today. Again, Greater Harvest, good afternoon. God bless you, those who are with us. Praise God. We're looking forward to a magnanimous time in the Lord. Yes, a magnanimous time in the Lord. Bigger than life, praise God. Reality TV, real, live, up close, and in living color. Here we are today in living health quality. Thank you, Mr. Cantane. Thank you, Kissimmee. Thank you for Kennedy Coffee. Thank you for Cordiette. And let me, let me, let me, let me bring you in. I gave some Cordiette as samples away to four or five of my brothers. I'm so thankful, amen, for being released by Regional Superintendent Gary and Hardin, who gave his wonderful testimony about eight weeks being on Cordy X and being and having hep C for 
a certain place in his anatomy. Thank God for after taking Cordy X, praise God, he went back and got an examination his normal examination, his yearly examination, uh, his doctor called him back, praise God, and he didn't understand why he was being called back. But at the end of that examination, yes, at the end of that examination, the doctor told him there is no cure for hep B. Once you have hep B, you have hep B for life. He's one in a million who have been, oh, thank you, Jesus, who've been healed by uh, or healed from hepatitis B. And he said to for himself that Cordy X, Cordy X, praise God, is the last thing that he added to his regiment of all herbal, herbal, mm -hmm. hallelujah, herbal, nothing from the laboratory, everything from God. And, and, and Pastor White can give you the scripture, praise God, that God designed for us, uh, herbal things, natural things to help us to be uh, healed and delivered. And so I'm not going to call my brother's name, but I gave some brothers some samples and I'm looking for a wonderful testimony. So what do we get from the so let's get What do we get from uh, Kennedy Coffee? What we have is El Tanan, amen. Uh, what's the other ingredient? Uh, in the coffee, you have the caffeine. You yes. have... Uh, Eltonai, and you have um, <laughs> uh, uh, cordyceps. Cordyceps, praise God. So uh, thank you for my help. So those three ingredients, uh, Mr. Cantane paid a large sum of money to make sure that uh, the ingredients were uh, put together in a way that um, we get the best results for what's happening. So there you have it. God bless you, Mr. Cantane. Always we thank you uh, for sponsoring us here and being in this wonderful studio. Okay, we're getting ready to so, land the plane now. So uh, uh, Pastor White can, can take us. I just was overwhelmed, overjoyed to be with us, to be here with you today. Amen. Praise God. Uh, let's um, let's uh, go to a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this great message, this great time, this great opportunity. We thank you for this great man of God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that is in Dr. Johnson and uh, for the blessed, blessed um, uh, uh, devotional that was just given. And also, Lord, uh, for the thankfulness and the gratitude we have for our leadership. We ask you, God, oh God, to continue to bless our leadership and to guide this church in the right direction, to guide the whole denomination in the right direction. God, for your will to be done in and through our leadership and in all that we do, God, let your hand lead us through the power of prayer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, so uh, Dr. Johnson, uh, God bless you, and thank you for having me again. Uh, thank you for every opportunity to be here. Um, if we might talk a little bit today, is that my phone? <laughs> okay, if we might talk a little bit today, I want to talk about levels. Is, is that okay? Oh, yes. So I want to talk about levels of things. I was, what I was trying to do is get to uh, Revelation 22. Uh, Revelation 22. So, uh, so Revelation 22 is where I want to go. <laughs> I am having a, a great time today. Um, so what I wanted to ask you about is in boxing. In boxing, would you tell us, would you tell us a little bit um, 
in boxing. I want to start with this, though, since you brought it up. Revelation 22.2 says, In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And, of course, we can go to Isaiah and see that also. Uh, and uh, Dr. Dr. Harden was also my regional superintendent. Um, I heard that testimony, uh, and it was an amazing testimony. And you're right about hepatitis. There's hepatitis A, B, C, D. You can't get D, D unless you have B, and, and B is, uh, you know, usually in, uh, it's talking about blood and body fluid. It, it's just a, an amazing, amazing testimony that somebody who had uh, uh, hepatitis B, and I'm not a medical doctor, I don't use words like cure, but I would say that s somebody who his doctor checked him and could not find a trace of that disease anymore. That's an amazing testimony. And so we know that the power of prayer is the beginning of that healing. And we know that, amen, amen. It is the power of God, amen. And so we know uh, God has given us, though, the leaves of the tree for medicine. And God has given us the herbals and God has given us instruments to use, amen. I was thinking about that on the way in, Dr. Johnson, that, you know, um, uh, there somebody I heard somebody talking about the fact that they don't ask for money which is which is fine that's great if you can do ministry and not ask for money however I also know that we have not because we ask not and when we ask we ask amiss and I know that God intends to use instruments God doesn't send a check every every month to me from heaven directly but amen but he uses opportunities for me amen to uh, to come into uh, the monies that are needed for uh, ministry amen and so I wanted to ask you uh, concerning levels, would you, would you touch up, uh, we're going somewhere with this, but would you begin us, I know you used to box, would you start us out, where do you, I mean, you didn't, you didn't start out in a championship fight, you, you didn't just, you know, wake up one day and they decide to put you into the championship fight, so you had to start somewhere, Did, uh, there's stances and, there, and there's the jab and there's the hook and then combinations, could you tell us a little bit about the, the, the levels when you box? Well, wow. Okay. <laughs> you uh, take me back. Police Athletic League, the PAL. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. 117th Street and between Adam Clayton Boulevard and Lennox Avenue, the PAL. Police Athletic League. Uh, two instances about that were two things in going into that. Number one, that was something that came into, it was there all year round. In the summer months, amen, it provided um, alternative activities for us. So here I am as a youngster just, you know, in the streets, just doing what we do as, as young people. So the PAL, amen, they took us in and they started us, you know, sparring and boxing okay. and all of that. All right. Praise God. And they noticed, you know, I'd grown up in the country, so I was small, but I had, you know, Muscularity. Yeah. All right, all right. So, you know, uh, when uh, they gave techniques. All right. They gave techniques. And first of all, you know, you can stand, uh, that you can stand with your foot shoulder width apart uh, like this, uh, parallel to each other. Uh, but if someone would hit you, you know, you would You're gone. be off balance. Yes, sir. So first, yes, you sir. have to get your stance together. All right. You have to stand. And basically, that stance was with your lefty or righty, you know, that left foot uh, slightly in front of the yes, right. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Because you want to leave that right 
So it's when you lean in with that power right to knock somebody out. Mm -hmm. When you're coming, you're not coming around. You know, people think you can come around with a like the TV, like the TV fight. That's available to you. Everything that's available. Yes, sir. You can't. You you have to use those techniques that somebody is able to cut the ring off mm -hmm. uh -huh, and get all this room behind you. Hallelujah! As he's cutting the ring off for you, he has all this room behind him so he can do it. Read a move. He's cutting you. Yes, sir. He's cutting you out. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, sir. And then there's the jab. Yeah, you have to stick and move. Stick all right. Move, stick all right. And move. You got to put it out there. Stick and move. Hallelujah. If you can't get into his head, then start tapping his body. You have to get in where you fit in. You got to find the weakness of that person. Oh, the weakness, weakness of your enemy. You got to find the weakness. <laughs> Hallelujah. You yes, got to find out where If every time I flinch, he's flinching. He's flinching. So if I flinch and he moves that way, bam, I can crack him this the way. The other way. You yeah. know, so you got to be able to anticipate. Hallelujah. Because if you catch him coming in, if you catch me coming in with the power from my right hand, and if you pop me with my left because of the power that I'm coming in from my right, if you raise me up with your left hand, you're using my power against, against you. Yes. So, so. Well, I tell uh, you, there's so many different things, you know, we can talk about that little PAL experience. But so our enemy kind of looks for our weaknesses like that, doesn't he? He knows. Uh-huh. We let him know what our weaknesses are. Okay, so because in that boxing ring, uh, if 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 you sting me, and I go and I flinch, ah, uh, you know where to you know where to go. So now, if the enemy, the enemy will touch, he's trying to find the button. Right. And if he puts so, that button, uh oh, that it right there. Let me. He's gonna stay in that area. Stay in that area. The world said, "Don't let them see you sweating like I am right now." So we see, we see, uh, Doctor Johnson. We see uh, certain uh, movies, and in the enough? movies, when they talk about boxing, uh, a lot of times they're they're in the ring, and you be, and the the uh, manager or or the coach is on the outside, and they're watching, and they notice that this person either puts their right foot forward before they do this, and that's where they're getting you. Or when you hit them on the left side, it hurts them more. Or, you know, they say, go for that shoulder. One of the things I was taught is, you know, and, and it's legal as far as I know, you can hit in the shoulder and you can take away the power of the punch. Yeah. So you don't have to just go for the head. Yeah. But, 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 but then somebody can coach you and tell you where to look for the weaknesses or tell you the weaknesses of your enemy and help you. Yeah. Even though the coach, your, 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 your boxing coach is not 
what he's doing. He's studying the individual who you're in the ring with. And telling you. And telling you what uh, Now, isn't that the Holy Ghost? So, so, so the Holy Ghost, Ghost gives us right. how to deal with our enemy. He Amen. Let's us know. Amen. The enemy's coming. I, Amen. I want to I, I, thank you for that. What I was getting at and what Dr. Johnson very clearly gave us is that in boxing, he started out, amen, rough. He started out, it was like a rough draft letter or a rough draft poem. And then it got smoother and smoother because they taught you how to do the stance properly and then how, how to throw a jab and then how to, and then you, usually we'll go up to combinations, right? Like boom, 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 boom. And so, and so we go from level to level is where we're going with this. Um, and I was thinking about a couple of things real quick, Dr. Johnson. One is that um, my niece, my niece, my beautiful niece was uh, put something, I think she posted it or something. Uh, she got her bachelor's and I went to, I went to her graduation and it was such a blessing. And now she's becoming a pharmacist and she, uh, wow. <laughs> she's in grad school and she was saying how she has to do all these papers. She got this eight page due on Friday and a 10 page on Tuesday or the other way around or something. And then she got this, you know, this thing going on on Wednesday. And so school got harder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's getting serious, you know. Yeah. And so just like when I uh, was working on my bachelor's in workforce education, which I'm still a couple of classes away from, I did it backwards. But my master's in Chinese medicine, the master's was a little harder. And you know one thing I note, Dr. Johnson, as you go higher in school, because in the first grade or in kindergarten, they're gonna tell you everything you need to do. In the first grade and up, they're gonna, they're gonna give you, they're gonna watch you, they're gonna make sure you're doing it. As you go into college, and especially in grad school, they're gonna give you what you need to do and expect you to do it. Expect you to do it. <laughs> and be on time with it. Yes, and be on time with it. You know, about higher education, what higher education really shows, not so much that you learn something, what it shows is that you started and you completed. You started and you completed. So sometimes you might not have graduated cum, cum summa cum laude. Yes, yeah. summa cum laude and all those other areas, but you started and you completed. And that is a plus. And sometimes you've not matriculated into the halls of the university, but you started someplace in your life and you completed and you competed and you got a place in your life and that now is your life history and it represents that sheepskin that hangs on the wall. Mm. It also represents experiences of your life. And so you may not have walked through the ivory halls of, of, of Howard and Notre Dame and uh, Harvard, but you walked through life you started a place and now you're at a place and now you know that you started a place and you end up a place and you can hang that. Amen. I want to thank God for Lily of the Valley. I want to thank God for, I think I see my wife watching and others. I can't uh, see that far, but I, I just know her uh, outline. But I want, to, um, I want to bring a scripture into this. The scripture is Romans 1.17. For therein is the righteousness of God, therein is the righteousness of God revealed, revealed from faith to faith, as it has been written, and their righteousness will live by faith, and the righteous will live by faith. And so faith to faith, faith to faith. So in other words, we go up levels at a time. We go up from one level to the other. And I was thinking uh, education, 
uh, but also in exercise. I was thinking about exercises, right? Um, and in exercise, uh, we do certain types of activities, certain types of exercise. I was looking at some balance exercises, and I don't, I don't want to get too physical here, but as we do balance exercises, we sometimes start out just standing on one leg. Or we just stand on both feet if, if you're older and maybe your balance is off, maybe you know, your, your weight is off or, or whatever, you have some uh, disease process, you're dealing with dizziness, you might just stand with both feet. But then if you're a little bit more advanced, you stand on one foot. And then I used to do something called a Superman where you stick the foot out back and you hold the hands out and you're just depending on that one foot, you know. And so, <laughs> and so, there's, a, and so there's different uh, levels as you go into balance exercise. There are different levels as you go into, uh, say, weightlifting exercises, right? And you learn to isolate the muscles. And then uh, we, I got off into things like Tai Chi. And so I had to learn the stance and I had to learn... Uh, in martial arts, for instance, uh, our stances uh, somewhat like boxing and sometimes a little bit different. We use different stances. We use the horse stance for a specific thing. We use the um, uh, zenkutsarache, uh, the, the forward stance for something else. We use uh, different stances for different things, right? Um, the, it, we have a, a stance where the toe is you're up, your heel is up and your toe is down. Uh, it releases the foot very quickly for a kick or like a front snap kick. And so stances, but the stance is the foundation. So if, if I don't have a good stance, I don't have a good foundation, in other words, then I have nothing. And so we're going we're gonna to take this to the word in a moment. But I, want to, I just wanted to talk that, you know, there are different types of, let's say, um, uh, uh, exercises for uh, the, the, the uh, circulation, right? We do uh, aerobic activities, right? Yeah. And so, right, so, yeah, so sitting on an on a exercise bike or riding a bike. But you start out with training wheels, you go to a two-wheel bike, you might go to a 10-speed, and then there's people, I've seen people who I work with who had $6,000 bikes, $10,000 bikes, right? So they went up, though, and they do very, very hard type of activity on that bike. And then some people go to motorcycling, you know. And so, the, but, but you had to have a foundation. I can look at them. I can look at a motorcycle right now, Dr. Johnson. I had a couple of safety courses, right? I was a safety guy in the military. And I can tell if that person had safety courses or not, just by the way they sit on the bike and ride. Yeah, <laughs> and so we and go faith to faith. Their bike when That's right. Because That's right. That left, that far left lane is the safest lane. And it is in that far left track that you want to stay because you want to keep all the traffic to your right. So you know the wall is right there. You've got room for who you go. So we're <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, please, please. No, 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 so, no. Faith to faith. Come on. Let's remember we're talking about levels. We're right. talking about levels. You start at a place and then you matriculate up higher, higher, higher. And in life, we start each and every one of us gets a start. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how you're born, doesn't matter what you're born with, there is a balance in it, and God gives us an opportunity to uh, go up in those levels. I don't want to take uh, too far away from that, but I'm just excited about the levels, uh, faith to faith, and, and what I see, and I just got to say this, I feel the Holy Ghost. 
entertaining this. Look, mm -hmm. I don't care where you're at. I don't care. You didn't choose the family that, that, that Come you on. were born into. Come on. Uh, uh, the things that happened to you. Come on. Uh, it's not your fault that it happened to you. It, it doesn't matter what has happened to you in your past. It still does not define you. What, what I believe that God wants you to know today, that whomever and wherever you are, that you're in there for success, designed for accomplishment, and anointed with seed for greatness, and God mm. is going to take you right from where you are today. There is a door open for you. Amen. There's a door open for you. Um. I believe, it, it, is it uh, 2 Thessalonians uh, one seventeen, or uh, I'm sorry, maybe, uh, I, uh, uh, prayer without, pray without ceasing. Okay, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Rejoice forevermore. So, so that, that's kind of our, our final point today, but I want to say, since you brought up our leadership, uh, people like uh, Bishop Blake, that amazing, Man. wonderful uh, unbelievable man of God. Yes. You yes. know, uh, the power of the Holy Ghost in him, the vision that he has, yes. uh, the person that he is, the man of integrity. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, people like Bishop Joe L. Ely, yes. our yes. jurisdictional prelate, yes. a man of great integrity, um, a powerful preacher, an amazing minister of the gospel yes. and leader. And, and, and I especially am just amazed by Mother Barbara McCoo Lewis. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My gosh. I, I remember being the at Hale, a guest. The Hale Morris Lewis Manor. I, I, a vision. A vision that God gave her. Amen. And they work together so well. Yes. But 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 and, and so and so I'm going somewhere with this. We have people like Mother Kathy Humphrey. We have people like Dr. Garen Harden. We have people we've been blessed with in this ministry, and then I've been blessed to work with people like Bishop Forto overseas in the Philippines. And and so as I look at these people, though, and Lady May, you brought up, and there was a Pacific incident when uh, and it's on YouTube. She got up to speak to greet the people yes. and the Holy Ghost moved before she could open her mouth and the Holy Ghost took over the whole place. Yeah. And there was, a, and I happened to be there for that. It, it, yes, it was, it was unbelievable. I'm, I'm, yeah, and so uh, here's, but here's the thing, behind all that power, yeah. behind all these people, and when I miss let me say something about Bishop Forto in the Philippines. Bishop Forto has churches in Japan, Church of God in Christ that he's founded, or his people have founded, and um, there's four different countries. Uh, there's one I, 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 I can't think right now, but uh, uh, you know you would know it. It's a very clean country. It's where the guy got flogged for doing the Singapore. for chewing. The, yeah, Singapore. Uh, he's got he's got churches uh, in four different countries beyond the Philippines now, and and hundreds of churches in the Philippines, including Mindanao, which is a restricted area for Christians. Mindanao. Amen. Mindanao. Amen. The, the Holy Ghost has told me I, I may get to go there to do ministry. So my, my, my thing about this, though, is when the power of the Holy Ghost moved the way that it did when Lady May got up, the, the, the way uh, a person like Mother Barbara McCool Lewis uh, has that vision and is able to bring that vision to, to reality, uh, things that Bishop Blake has done and is doing like that Life Center, $25 million, um, 
these things are founded in prayer. In prayer. The, the foundation is in prayer. The backbone of it is prayer. That is my belief, and I can't speak for them. I, you know, um, but they, but I believe these are praying people. I believe their foundation is prayer. I believe that their houses are not built on the sand, but on, amen, the rock, which is Jesus Christ. And so these are people I love, I look up to, we love, we look up to, we, we admire and we respect, and we know that it is the power of prayer behind them. So my, so my point to this is when we look at David, David was a shepherd, and his brother asked him, where have you left those few sheep? Those few sheep. But what he didn't understand because of his integrity, because of his prayer life, because of his time with God, because of his praying unceasingly, because of his always praying in the spirit, because of his knowing God, because of his being a man after the heart of God, because of this, because of the power of prayer, what God was doing with those few sheep, Dr. Johnson, is preparing him to lead Israel and make it the greatest nation because under Solomon, it was the greatest nation. People were bringing tribute from all over. The queen of Sheba came to find out, is this thing true? Is this man's knowledge, is this wisdom that I hear about real? And, and the Bible says she gave him hard questions. I, I kind of want to go off there because this is a black woman. I kind of want to talk about the Black History Month. I'm kind of tempted here, you know. Uh, but, but, but many biblical characters, I just say this and come back, but many biblical characters were black. It's not just today that we have great blacks. Uh, I heard Dr. Uh, again, KT Moreland talking about this a lot lately, but I talked about this years ago as well. And one of the people who don't get mentioned a, a lot is think about Joseph. Joseph married an Egyptian yeah. woman. An Egyptian woman, so her skin was black. Okay. Mm-hmm. At least olive. Oh, at yeah. the very least. Oh, yeah. And 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 her two sons then would be <laughs> So two tribes of Israel. So so uh, and as we go back, we you know, we can talk about um, the fact that these people didn't Man, they're not European. They, they came from. Well, the, you know, but you know, Deborah, the board. Yes, 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 yes. How about uh, Mary Truth Trinnell? Mary Truth Trinnell was the first black woman in 1800 to go to school to graduate and go on to graduate with her master's degree. So I'm looking at the fact that she's here uh, in the 1800s, but Jeff, Deborah, said, look, y'all go ahead and fight. No, no, we're not going unless you go with us. She led in battle. Mm -hmm. She went to the battlefield. Yes, sir. She led. Wow. She led as one of the judges. Wow. Like Deborah. That's Deborah. Amen. (laughs) That's good. That's good. It's good to get knowledge. It's great to have wisdom, but it all needs to be grounded in prayer. It needs to be that which comes from above, not from men. And so, and where I want to go with this, I want to go to witnessing. Um, we, we have witnesses that we look up to. We have a cloud of witnesses before us. But the average Christian is afraid to witness, Dr. Johnson. I want the average Christian to get out there and witness. 
Um, Can you use another word other than witness? Because I think witness sometimes, when you say the word witness, uh -huh. in my head, I, I don't know about witnessing. Nobody taught me about I've never been to a witnessing class. How am I going to get out there and witness? Come on, okay. So, so you can spread the, gospel. spread the gospel. You can tell people about Jesus. People about Jesus. And I was thinking today, witnessing is ministry. Witnessing is ministry, and ministry is witnessing. And so now, uh, the story I told on sun Sunday or Thursday, I forget, but uh, and I've told it before. A guy who uh, this was at a, uh, a persecution.com or, or a uh, uh, voice of the martyrs, a voice of the martyrs. Um, uh, uh, meeting I went to. Guy heard about Jesus, uh, goes back to his village, which is ancestry worship, an ancestry worshiping village. Goes to his village. Thank God for Lily of the Valley. Those of you on Facebook, God bless you. Listen, he goes to his village. He tells everybody about this Jesus he heard about. Jesus he heard about. He's never heard about Jesus before. This is not a place where Bibles are all over the place and available to everybody. He hears about Jesus. He's excited about Jesus. He tells everybody who will listen about Jesus. 238 people get saved, 17 or 19 families. They kick him out of the village because they he's pulling people from the ancestor worship. He's pulling them to this Jesus. Uh, he goes to the next village, does the same thing. As I understand it, he, he died. I don't know if he was martyred or what, but he died. But the thing is, he only heard about Jesus one time, and he, and he told them what he heard. He shared what he heard. Share the message. Share what you heard. And then he probably told them about the change Jesus made in his life right away. Tell your testimony. Your t that's where I'm going. Your tell testimony. Your testimony. What is a testimony? Well, I went down and I didn't have the money. And, but the, I had some money and I needed some things. And I got to the register. And I had the right amount of money. So watch this. Went to the mailbox and there's a check. But that's on this side. What about that car? I was driving and the Holy Ghost told me to put my foot on the brake and I missed the accident. I mean, that. But there's the testimony of what happened in me. I was a mess. I was uh, alcohol, drugs. I was perverted. I was a... A, a violent coward because the violence was hiding the cowardice I think I think that many people who get in gangs and things are actually have inferiority complexes I think they're 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 scared uh, to show their fear and I think that they they you know they they acted out in violence and and I was pretty violent <laughs> but but I think that that was because of fear that I didn't want people to know I had so but but the point is that God changed me the point is that God took something that was a mess, something that was a very bad mess and made it a message. God took somebody who was extremely shy. This is probably a better, I was so shy that people actually would ask my mother if I could speak. They thought I was mute. They thought I was mute. And now I stand before people and present the gospel. How could that be done? Somebody who was so shy that he would not speak to one person. <laughs> and now God has me standing in front of people. The greatest fear, they say, is to stand in front of people and to talk. But I believe that the reason we're afraid to stand in front of people and talk is because we don't think we know what we're talking about. 
See, that's where your foundation comes in. That's where you have to balance things out. That's where you have to. Now, the, the guy, he, 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 he knew this much, so he shared this much. We get in trouble when we try to share this much when we only have that much knowledge. Just share what you have. Let the Holy Ghost do the work. Let the Holy Ghost do the work. Give your testimony. When I tell people that I didn't, I couldn't, you know, I was so shy or I was a, a drug addict or a, a, a mess. I, I, you know, I did this and did that. I was such a mess and they can't believe it, you know, because you, you did that. Now, people, when I go back home who knew me are like, you are what? Yeah. You a preacher. <laughs> I remember when I first joined the military and they made me a cop, Dr. Johnson. I went home, That's somebody took the funniest thing. Uh, <laughs> How did you get to be so, they made me mi mi <laughs> military me police? Guard, police in so, they, they told uh, my my mother introduced me as a cop and somebody said, Well, so they put the they put the they put the, the they put the fox, fox in the hen house. <laughs> they put the fox in the hen house. And uh, when she introduced me as a minister one time when I was on leave, person knew me very, very well. Looked at me and went, D -d you mean him? You mean Darrell? <laughs> you know? And so, but that's because God had changed me so much. There's a change you know? that comes over and I guarantee you, man of God, woman of God, thank to the most high God. You see how we enjoy the Lord because God took our past and made our colorful past and the, the, the path that we took and it, it, it's a mandate for a prosperous future in the kingdom of God. So as shy as he was, I stammered, I stuttered. Um, I had such com combustible anger because people teased me so much. That's why I don't have a lot of a joking attitude now because I, I, I don't joke because I don't like that. Because that was something that my family did. They didn't know that what they were doing at the time. Mm. But it, it had such an impact on me. As I, as I grew up, don't clown, don't clown. I don't clown because I do not want to be clowned. So I can't handle it. It's going to explode and it's going to end up end up really bad. But I thank and I praise God for the transformation and him uh, allowing me to understand how to navigate with all of these different things going on in the past. When you talk about someone who stuttered or stammered, and right now if I start talking too fast, amen, my tongue's gonna roll over, I'll start speaking in tongues, and then I can come back and say it. But I, I just thank God. I just thank God for the change and the transformation of being um, quiet and highly combustible with a, a anger that was beyond a scope. But I thank and praise God for the changes that God changed me to continue you. So I want to I want to finish up with this, Dr. Johnson. Um, the the Amen, and that is the point right there is that God changed us, and if we can let people know that God changed us, that we were a mess, that we became a message because God changed us, that God stepped in and made us something we were not and thought maybe we could never be. 
Maybe we thought we were a failure. Maybe you think you're a failure right now. Maybe you think there's no hope for you. Maybe you think suicide is the way out. Maybe you think that depression has beaten you. Maybe you think that the anxiety in your spirit is too much to deal with, but God has a way out. Maybe you think you're in a hopeless situation, but I want you to know that Jesus offers hope no matter what your situation is looking like. And so I wanna, I wanna just speak to, to again, the, the Christians about witnessing. So you can start out with tracks. Just hand out tracks. I used to just leave tracks in the bathroom or wherever, you know, and then I, I got, you, you get up the nerve, you hand somebody a track. And then you get to the point where you can uh, give your testimony. And then you can share a, script, a scripture. And if I may just quickly, uh, you know, Pastor Greg Laurie is very well known for the Harvest yeah. Crusades yeah. and all that. Yeah. And I heard his testimony of his first time he witnessed at a bus stop. He heard about Jesus. He wanted to share Jesus. And he went up to this lady and he started talking to her. And he was so nervous and didn't know what to do or what to say or anything. And, you know, he's one of the biggest witnesses out there now. But he was just stammering and he didn't know what to say. And he ended up uh, asking the lady if you knew Jesus. She said, no, I don't. And he got up the nerve somehow to say, well, can I tell you about him? And he was like, because he was fighting with himself and the Holy Spirit yeah, was telling yeah, him to do it. Yeah. And he's fighting with himself going, well, I'll just say this and then she'll say no. And then I'll get to walk off and, you know, get out of this. Yes. And she said, yes. And he, and he his job out dropped. Uh, Really? <laughs> okay. And so he told her about Jesus. And I believe he won. He, he led the lady to Christ. I say win the soul, lead the lady to Christ. Um, so my point is when you said witnessing and maybe people didn't have a class on what I actually gave classes on witnessing in our beauty of holiness uh, when we had the salon and we did the, the TGIF. Thank God is Friday Bible study. We actually did. We sat like this and maybe we'll do this one day. And we we did a role play on witnessing and what you and so. But my point is that you have to have a foundation. And, and we talked about levels because just the same way that there are levels that you do to to graduate in school, there are levels that you do to go up in boxing or in martial arts or in exercise or whatever activity you do. You know, the, the, the nurse didn't start out being the chief nurse. She didn't start out, you know, overseeing all the pharmaceuticals on the floor and the crash cart and making sure everything's in order and doing the schedule. She started out learning to give a shot. Yeah. So, take blood. yeah, or to take blood. Amen. And so we so we start out somewhere and you get the foundation. And that's what I'm trying to get Christians to understand, Dr. Johnson. If we get the foundation. Hello, Lily of the Valley. God bless you. If we get the foundation, the, the core foundation of yeah. prayer, if we get the, the core foundation of getting into the scripture and learning the scripture and being able to present, because that's the next level is presenting the scripture. A lot of times, a lot of times, many times, my wife and I have done this about 300 times in the salon. And on all, many of the occasions, I can go to one scripture. You know why? Because people come in and they're dealing with one thing, anxiety. They're dealing with anxiety. And I go to Philippians 4, uh, 4 uh, 6, 7, 8. It, well, six and seven really more so, you know, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to God and he will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And, and, and so God will guard your heart and mind. And so if I can give them that scripture, then we can start talking about sin. Then we can start talking about the fact that you need Jesus in your life. Then we can start talking about, can I pray with you? Then we can, you know, and many times you, you start out with prayer. You start out just, you know, you, you know what? 
can I just pray with you about the, about the issue? About, or can I pray with you about anything? Is there anything in your life I can pray with you about? You know, how's your family? How's everybody doing? And there's the lunch counter thing where you're waiting in line and you can, you can just take the opportunity to say, you know, you don't know this person, but how you doing today? Absolutely. And they, they come back at me, Dr. Johnson, real quick. Uh, I'm doing great, but, you know, um, it's, it's a great day, but things are not going that great for me. Really? Um, you know, maybe, is there something going on with your family, maybe? Or well, if you don't mind me asking? Well, you know, my family, my job, it seems like my life right now is just, it's just not, I'm not pleased with my life. You know, what you, you know what you make me think about? You make me think about the word unraveling. Yes, my life is unraveling. And do you know that I was in that situation not so long ago? Really? How can you? You don't look unraveled. You don't look. Well, the thing is, everything is not fixed. Look at me. I'm unraveled. I mean, I. Everything is not fixed, but somebody talked to me about Jesus. Are you familiar with the Bible? Do you know anything about this? Man, church, really? I'm, I'm so messed up, church can't do nothing for me. You know, I'm glad you said that because it's not really about church. The church is a but great place. That's great. I'm glad you said that because it's not about religion and it's not about the physical building because a lot of people think that's what church is. You know what? The man, word. My mom used to go to church and I've seen church people, man. Church right. People, oh. But you, what, the, what church. Talk about unraveled. Church means. Ecclesia. It comes from the word ecclesia. It means called out. And so you're going to have good people and bad people in the church, just like you're going to have everywhere else. And so you're going to see people. And by the way, people who are in the church, even people who are Christians are not perfect. So I'm a mess, but I, I get to ask Jesus to forgive me for the messes I make and to help me to grow and to become better. Just like I've been talking about with this great guy, I know uh, on this show we do, uh, I was talking to him about levels and the fact that when we start out, we start out in kindergarten, we don't know anything. First grade, we know a little bit more and so forth until we get up to college and grad school and now we're extremely knowledgeable. So we have to start out somewhere. So I would like to tell you, no, I don't. It looks like it. But what I have is I have the understanding that I can depend on God and that his grace is enough for me. It's right, not right, my God. ability. I mean, I mean, I don't got God. I mean, but I know that, you know, God had to create this so man gets through it. I got that. So you have a head knowledge that there is a God. Oh, yeah. God, but, the sun, yeah, the moon, the stars. God. Right, right, right. Yeah. But what we have to have and what God wants us to have is a personal relationship with him. And the Bible says that the way we do that. How can I connect personally to God? Like, I'm talking to you. I can have that with God. You can have really? that with God. That's Man. right. Let's pray right now. You're going to pray. I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to tell you how you can have that relationship. I'm unraveled, so let's do it. Father, would you open the door now, God, for us to speak to you? And would you give understanding by the power of your spirit for this gentleman to know you and to understand that even though we're, our lives were unraveled, you can fix anything. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, wow. let, me, let me just tell you, what, what somebody told me was that the Bible says God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. In other words, Jesus died on the cross so that I could be saved, so that you could be saved. He took all the sins because... He can save me now. 
He can save you right now because God hates sin. And so God had to pour his wrath out on sin. What's he, the save thing, man? What does that look like? I mean, it everything costs. Well, salvation is free because Jesus paid the price. It's already been paid. Jesus paid for your sins and my sins. When he died on the cross, he paid for your sins and my sins. That's the cross. When Jesus' blood was shed at that cross at Calvary, he opened the door for us to be reconciled to God the Father. In other words, God is a holy, righteous God. He's sinless. And so he could not interact with a sinful humanity. But Jesus, being God himself, came down here in the form of the Son of God. He came down, wrapped himself in flesh. He grew up, and he grew up. He was born to die so that we could, he was born to die. He lived to die so that we could die to live. He lived to die so that we could live. So Jesus died for us on that cross. God poured out all his wrath against sin, all his hatred for sin, all his judgment on sin on Jesus that day when he was on that cross. And he took every sin upon himself. Now, when he did that, it opened the door when he was buried and rose again the third day. It opened the door for all of us to be able to have eternal life. However, however, the key to any gift, because the gift of God is eternal life. But every gift has to be received. So if you will pray and ask Jesus into your heart, you're telling him, I want to receive the gift of eternal life. But somehow, what you're saying kind of, I feel a little calmness coming. So, that so that's the power of the Holy Spirit. That means that it's not me talking anymore, but it's the Spirit of God who is giving you the peace and who wants to talk to you, wants to come Spirit. into your life. God's spirit, God's spirit is working between this conversation so that you can understand what I'm saying, so that I can know what to say. And as I present to you, the spirit is interacting and bringing it together. In other words, he made this appointment. He made it so that we would be here today and talk to each other and you would have the opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and have everlasting life. So the creator of the sun, the moon, and the stars, you're saying, has something to do with us being here. He cares and, about you. And the difference that's taken place in me from the time you were talking is the Holy Spirit. And I can personally continue this? You can. All you have to do all you have to do, all you have to do, and all you have to do is simply say, Jesus, Jesus I, believe I believe that you died on the cross, were buried for three days, rose again the third day, and having all power, having all power offer me, for me everlasting, life. everlasting life. I confess or I admit that I'm a sinner. I have fallen short, and I need a Savior. I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me of my sins. I repent, which simply means I turn away from sin, and I turn to God. 
I surrender my life to you because I've been making a mess of it. And I believe you can do better. Come in and have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. So it's as simple as that. Amen. So what you've just seen is a role play between myself and Dr. Johnson. Of course, he's an expert at this and he knows the Lord. He knows the word. He knows he has power in his preaching. He doesn't know I go and, and, uh, and watch every once in a while. But uh, but he, he's an amazing man of God. Uh, and uh, and God sent him to be a supporter and a helper to me. He always talks about me helping him. But actually, the way we met is God sent him to support me. And I told him the other day about uh, the first time uh, that he supported me. And then uh, since then, uh, he, he's really been teaching me and helping me. But but I but I do want to say that a lot of times it's the same scripture that uh, can apply to the person who's in this trouble and needs this help. And a lot of times I go to Philippians 4. A lot of times I go to uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Um, uh, there is no temptation taken us, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, not allow us to be tempted above that we're able to bear, but with the temptation provide a way of escape that we may be able to bear it. So what that means is that God doesn't allow us more than we can handle. He is there for us. Uh, Paul says uh, he prayed three times and he didn't get the answer to the prayer he wanted. He didn't get the healing that he wanted. But God said that in my in your weakness, my my strength is made perfect, is made perfect. And so what he's saying is my grace is sufficient for you. And so even if you don't get the healing from the circumstance, you will have the grace of God to walk in the circumstance and deal with the circumstance. And so what I'm saying, you don't have to know every scripture, but there's a few scriptures I take people down. I call the Roman road, you know, uh, 323, 623, uh, you know, uh, uh, for the for the for the the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Uh, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, 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 if you believe on the name of the Lord Jesus and that God raised them from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart we believe unto righteousness and with the mouth we confess unto salvation. Uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, <clears throat> let your body be a living sacrifice, sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind to know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for your life. In other words, so you, so you walk them down the Romans road. There may be something else God gives you to give a specific person at a specific time for a specific season. And let me say this, that the Holy Ghost is going to use you based on the personality in which he has inside you. You see, your life, God put in a little bit of himself down on the inside of this, of us. We're made in his image and his likeness slightly below the angels. And a part of that is that God, amen, shapes and molds our personality. And life, working together for our good, it leads us into the personality which God is molding for us. So, we not we don't need to try and carbon copy each other. Amen. Each and every one of us are an original image and likeness of God Himself. And you'll find power in being what God has called you to be. 
So l- let me say this. Let me close with this, Dr. Johnson. Um, I know I said I was closing, but <laughs> one more thing. You brought up, you brought up uh, Trek. You, you know I'm a Trekker. Uh, uh, some Trekkie, Trekker. And so, <laughs> and so there's a next generation, next uh, generation episode called yes. Darmok. And I love this particular episode. Why? Because the universal translator that they use, which is the way that Gene Roddenberry got past language, uh, didn't work for this particular uh, culture's language was so exquisite and so different and so crazy that it it wouldn't exactly work. So while it gave you English, it did not give you the specific meaning. In other words, they spoke in metaphors, and it would be Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra, et cetera. I hope I'm not uh, doing any copyright infringement here. But basically, uh, this this was a a very, and and this is what was said. I think it was Gates McFadden who played Dr. uh, Dr. What's her name? Um, uh, No, Dr. I can't remember her name right now. Dr. Crusher, Dr. Crusher. But anyway, I think it was her. It might have been the, the uh, Marina Sirtis who played. Yeah, yeah. So who? But anyway, what was said is, uh, you know, it's like now we know because they had figured a little bit of it out. We know what they're saying because the computer has given us the references, but we don't know what they mean by it. So it's like me telling you, Romeo is talking to Juliet on the balcony, but if you don't know that play, if you're not familiar with Shakespeare. Who's Romeo? Romeo and Juliet. So what's the balcony? And who's Juliet? And what does this mean and why is this important? You know, Romeo, oh Romeo, wherefore art thou? (laughs) You know, and so how, what does that mean to a person who's not familiar? I used to love literature and I read Shakespeare, so. You know, but but so it, but but if you're not familiar with that, if you don't know the story of Moby Dick, and you, you, you don't know Ahab, and you don't know what's going on with the whale, if you don't know uh, the old man in the sea, or, you, or Hemingway, you, if you if you don't know uh, De- the devil and Daniel Webster, these things are they're familiar if you love literature and you've been reading the books. But if you haven't been reading, and so in other words, they uh, they didn't under they knew what was being said, but they didn't understand what it meant. And so in other words, what I'm trying to say is that the person who has the foundation of prayer of the scriptures, the Holy Ghost will intervene because there is some language I don't understand. There may be some, uh, uh, well, I was involved in gangs, but let's say that, there. let's say I wasn't, and I didn't understand gang language and gang culture and gang background and all that. Yeah, so if I didn't know all those things, you work with the gang, so you know these things. Uh, but if we didn't, and we were trying to get into that culture and, and minister to them and didn't know what was going on, then we would have to depend on the Holy Ghost. We're still depending on the Holy Ghost, but we have some background. We have, yeah. some, you know, and so what I'm saying is, and it's not just gangs, but let's say, uh, uh, here's a perfect example, and I close with this, I promise. Here's, here's a perfect example. I was in Japan. I was able to minister uh, to Japanese. I was able to lead people to Christ. I was able to teach uh, uh, Sunday school there. I was able to pray with Japanese people. Um, They love black gospel music. And there's a a YouTube clip of uh, the Tokyo Choir Choir. at at West Angeles. Excellent, right? And so um, I have a good friend who does that, Mia Shioa. Um, her, her last name changed because she got married. But Miwa is great, great singer. Uh, uh, Yukari, uh, so we have some Shiori. We have some great we friends great in Japan. Friends. And so, but but uh, here's the thing. 
Here's the thing. I was talking to uh, Yoshi's sister. Yoshi was led to Christ by Deacon Ernie. I'm talking to Yoshi's sister. She asked me to talk to her about Christ because she's tried to present and, and she didn't get it. And I talked to that lady for about three hours, Dr. Johnson. I talked to her and talked to her and she was willing to listen. She just wasn't getting it. She just wasn't understanding. And we were in the back. Uh, they were doing. Uh, here's, the, the Holy Ghost was helping. Here's what here's what happened. Uh, they, they were doing choir practice. We were back there. She was very patient. They're, they're very patient. Uh, but it takes a while because uh, it, it just culturally, Japanese do not just they do not just take anything you tell them. Uh, but when they do take, they take where they put pit bull grip. They mean business. And so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Lisa walks in. Lisa is the uh, uh, religious coordinator, educator, whatever. Um, and and Lisa uh, says something to me, and I say something to her, and, and, uh, and I say, Lisa, I, I say, Lisa, do me a favor. Lisa, would you, would you present to your, I forgot Yoshi's sister name right now, but would you, would you just present the gospel? I've been presenting the gospel, you know, for hours, and I'm yeah. just not getting through. Lisa spent 10 minutes. I walked away. She spent 10 minutes with her, and she accepted Jesus, prayed, received the gospel, and so I was like, what did you do? Well, I, I just told her in a woman's perspective. <laughs> From a woman's perspective. <laughs> wow. I was talking to her like oh, I'm talking amazing. man to man. Amazing. <laughs> now, that shouldn't make a difference, but. No, no, it does. It makes a difference. You <laughs> have to put yourself in the environment or in the atmosphere or where that Ooh. person is. And the other thing, too, is she may have asked No, I got when you. You're led by the Holy Ghost. He he has prepared you to deliver, and then he prepares the person to receive. That's why it's important to walk in the Spirit, so you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because walking in the Spirit, you will not create a catastrophe or a crisis that's going to force someone away from the gospel, yet draw that person to. I think he brought Lisa as well. I think he's the reason that Lisa came to rescue. And right for sticking, and my son is in the wrong area, so let me send some help. Praise God. But there was preparation. Right. That, yeah, there was preparation. Amen. Don't take anything. Don't be so. Don't wear your feelings on your sleeve when you're talking to somebody about Christ. And yes, it's discouraging when someone rejects, but the rejection is not you as a person. You're rejecting the Christ on the inside of you because some sometimes people in their own makeup and their own spiritual DNA, they cannot go past the fact of looking at you, hallelujah, as a physical understanding that Christ is actually on the inside. And so there's many, 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 I enjoyed this today, Pastor Ralph. There's many, many, many different scenarios that we can rehearse and maybe we'll do some things like this. Maybe we'll even bring in because the studio is large enough where we could sit here and even bring in a scenario. Amen. And we can literally apply the gospel that will help us in crisis situations. 
we don't do enough role play where we so show how we can intervene as men and women of God. And God has made you an intercessor. Yes, in some area of your life, you are an intercessor. And you've been put in position to intercede, but not being taught how to be an intercessor or not so much being taught or being showed an example of what intercession really is and standing in the gap. You know, we can be here in California and the Holy Ghost can arouse me in my spirit and I'm standing in the gap in the East Coast for a brother or a sister, but you've got to be in tune with hearing what the Spirit is saying to the church. It's not mystical, magical, hocus pocus. It's just being in tune with the Spirit of God. Just like we talked about our mighty, mighty, mighty victorious leaders and Bishop Blake and Lady May and Mother Lewis and Bishop Ely and so many others, praise God. Hello, Mr. Cantain. So many others, praise God. There is so much that you have to offer. Amen. And God has saved you for such a time as this. And you are a part of the kingdom. Nobody has all the pieces. Every one of us represents a piece in the puzzle that is done in the kingdom of God. Love and power to my Filipino and Japanese brothers and sisters in the gospel. Amen. So listen, this has been a magnificent day, a day that I must admit, when I woke up this morning, I wasn't feeling the bounce of the ounce that the Holy Ghost was blessing me at. But my wife encouraged me and um, came upstairs. I was in my office and she came and she had that big, beautiful smile. She presented me a coffee, a, sport, a, a cup of sporty, a cup of Kennedy coffee, and I sipped it. And oh my God, with the love that it was presented, and I took a few sips, and the next thing you know, I was bouncing. And I even was a little concerned about the day. And she says, well, why are you concerned? Just call Pastor White. <laughs> again, I said, well, I don't want to call him because, you know, uh, we had a grueling day yesterday. It beat me down. But I'm thankful and grateful that when I call, he answers the phone. And I'm thankful and grateful to have a partner, praise God. I could have come in and did more things. And what I want to tell you out there, give me a call, amen. Give Pastor White a call, amen. We want to expand this. We want to invite others, yes. amen. We want to have the Burrells back. Uh, we want to have some husband and wife interaction, amen. Uh, and we're just excited about this. This is a platform that God has blessed us. We have keys to the kingdom. These are kingdom keys. We want to unlock doors, and we want to take this to levels where God really wants to be a blessing. This is the longest we've gone, amen, and I'm thankful and grateful for the opportunity, and thankful and grateful, uh, Lily of the Valley, amen, thankful and grateful, thankful and grateful for the harvest. And to all of us who are here, those who are tuning in, amen, we're, we're just excited. Amen to be here. Amen. I think I see my little brother there and some other folks from Charleston, South Carolina, oh and other places across thank the nation. I thank, thank God for I thank and I praise God for the expansion that we're going global. And thank you, Pastor White, for connecting with your family and your wife and all of this. And hopefully we can share. We want to be able to be real and relative to time and space so that we can present information basic skills for living, present information, amen, that will help us make better choices tomorrow than we did today. So we love you, God bless you, and we know that God is blessing us 
And even though Amen checked us into it last week, we must intercede because we don't know where the attack is going to come the next time. We have to be ready, Amen. And the only way that we can be ready is to immerse ourselves in prayer. Amen. Immerse ourselves in prayer. Praise God. I just scratched myself Jesus. in the face. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Immerse ourselves in prayer. The fervent, effectual prayer of the righteous availeth much. Much. Know that God hears us. Praise God. There's prayer going on all over the nation, all over the land. Amen. God is capturing the airwaves through Facebook and Zoom and many other avenues and streams. We are taking back the gospel of Jesus Christ, the birth, hallelujah, the life, the death, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're in the Advent season, praise God. Hallelujah. So come on, saints. Let's continue to pray. Don't be weak. And don't be weary in well-doing because you will reap if you faint not. God bless you. Pastor White, thank you for coming on again. Praise God. Close up in the way that you desire. I literally scratched myself in the face. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this opportunity, for this time, for this blessed uh, uh, message that has come forth from the Holy Ghost. Father, we thank you for our friends in Japan, our friends in the Philippines, our friends around the world. We thank you for those in Carolina and across the country who are watching. We thank you so much for Greater Harvest and for Lily of the Valley. I thank you for Mr. Cantane for the Kiss Me products that, uh, that promote this. I thank you for Dr. Johnson and for the opportunity uh, to be friends uh, uh, and colleagues and co-ministers in the gospel with he and Lady Belinda. I ask you, Lord, to bless this time that has been spent to redeem it. I ask you, God, that this be seen by thousands. I ask you, God, that they learn that there is a way to minister. There is a way to witness. There is a way to present the gospel that you don't have to be a theologian or an apologist, but you can just depend on the Holy Ghost and you can move according to his will for your life by simply giving your testimony, simply talking to them about what Jesus has done in your life, simply sharing the scriptures with them, simply saying a prayer with them and letting them see that you care about them, that you actually authentically are concerned for their well-being. So Father God, I ask you now, Lord, to make us able to go out there and not be fearful and present the gospel as you have commanded us to do in Matthew 28. And so I ask you, Lord, to give us to go forth and to present that gospel and to teach all nations just as you have commanded us. Amen. God, I thank you and I praise you. And I ask you, Lord, that those who don't know the gospel, who see this, who have heard, who have seen this role play, God, would understand that it's not just a play, but God, that it is an opportunity for their lives, for the hopeless to have hope. Oh, God, for those who are suicidal to let go of suicide, for those to know that you offer them eternal life you offer them the gospel you offer them the blood of jesus to wash away sins and the holy ghost to live as you would have us to live and do what you have given us to do god we give you glory we give you honor we give you praise and we thank you for all things in jesus name amen and you're the only living god yes he's the only living god
I'll go in and say you can back your way and lie every day.